0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Eating Salads. I'm Austin Crosby. Today I have the Eero salad from Cafiero or Caffe Nero or something. I can never remember how to say it or how to spell it. And it has all the things on an Eero salad, which is pretty much a Greek salad but with Eero stuff. And uh, you know, you can imagine what that is. And a little bit of pita, so that's kind of exciting. Here we go, I haven't eaten in a long time so I'm kind of hungry here. Mm. Greek salads are my long time One of my favorite salads. I would say my favorite salad, but I never want to be so definitive about it. Greece is interesting because it's such an old land where so many ancient things happened, but they're not really up to much lately. Known for the Olympics and also their salad. Today was a salad that I actually mixed and chopped up before going on air because it was in a to-go container and had a lot of cutting and mixing to be done which would have been extremely frustrating to do while balancing it on my lap so one thing i'd like to talk about is the idea of japanese and american cultural exchange from the 90s to today and what i mean by that is twofold really first off it is my exposure as a child to both gadgetry as well as anime and how Now I look back with such a sense of nostalgia at the toys that I basically pawned off in my teenage years. Last night I found a YouTube channel that I believe was called Retro Mods or Retro Gaming where a young guy was taking old Game Boys and putting in new IPS screens and rechargeable batteries and also putting them in new clear cases with new buttons. And even in one instance, he put a modern amplifier on the speaker to get more fidelity out of the 8-bit sound. Now, not only does that fit into the dialogue we had yesterday about specific YouTube channels, but also I think what a fantastic hobby and DIY task to restore old portable gaming machines. He went so far as to put all of his game collection on a micro SD card inside of some sort of Game Boy Color cartridge, which could turn the SD card games into playable catalog for his handheld. And of course that sort of thing exists. I remember back in the day getting, I think it was called a Game Shark. I wonder where I got that from. as a seven-year-old child or whatever. But it was a console or a cartridge that you put into your... Portable game console, and it loaded cheat codes onto your games. I wonder how that worked, thinking back. And I would load up on master Pokeballs, so that no Pokemon could evade my capture. And unlimited heals. What a strange thing, I completely forgot about that. Anyway, that someone can increase the functionality and the design of these retro consoles, and that are so nostalgic from our childhood and improve them, making them able to play an entire library of games from one cassette. That is a perfect way to bring these iconic toys into the modern age. Also, on YouTube, I had recommended for me an eight-hour supercut of a show, anime, maybe it was a movie, called Berserker. And it was a very strange amalgamation of... Both something from 1997 and 2012, cut together from both the old footage and the new, but it was telling the same story. And without any context, I couldn't really tell if what I was seeing was episodic or a remake. And of course, I did not watch all eight hours of it, but I thought that it was pretty interesting to see the Japanese interpretation of medieval knights and mercenaries fighting and demons from medieval lore in a kind of ambiguous setting i don't know if it was supposed to be france or england or i mean there was one character called nosferatu zod that was kind of vampire in a castle obviously like dracula so that could have been transylvania but of course all of this was told through a japanese lens and i will say a good way to describe this is like the witcher show but more homoerotic and anime And I believe it has been recommended or trending on YouTube lately. Perhaps Netflix has announced an adaptation of it or because of The Witcher and the similar vibes to see side by side a 1997 adaptation and a 2012 adaptation of the same content was pretty interesting. I remember in 1997 through probably 2005, that kind of content would have been viewed on a 480p square monitor or 4x3 monitor. A little junky TV with a VHS player, tucked on a bookshelf. So, by virtue of that, all of the medium shots or wide shots of this were not rendered very much. They were sparsely detailed, and that was kind of intriguing. Because now, of course, I'm blowing it up onto a 16 by 9 4K TV, and it's gigantic. And even the 2012 version had moving leaves and. It was 3D animation, which wasn't fantastic by itself. I mean, not that the leaves are part of that, but the 2012 animation did not blow me away. However, seeing it made for 16x9 monitors compared to the 4x3, you know, old cathode ray tube version of it, which was probably never intended for cinemas, it was just kind of crazy to remember back then. That's how things used to look. And it fits a similar vein of playing these old Game Boy SD games on an IPS screen where now you can see the real colors of the games, where it is properly backlit with decent viewing angles, and doesn't have that weird grid that, I don't know how to describe it, maybe like a calculator screen, how they were almost green with a little grid across them. That's how Game Boys used to be, but now you can put a proper LCD in one of those, And I was also very impressed by the addition of rechargeable batteries and the amplifier for the sound, which actually revealed entire little notes I would have never caught on OEM software or hardware. Of course, I'm drinking water today. I've had many coffees already, but now it is time for water. Now, I grew up on Miyazaki movies, which are an interesting exemption from these things we've talked about because they were clearly hand-drawn to the highest caliber with the intent of being shown on cinema screens, whereas the 1997 Berserk did not look like it was meant for cinemas. It looked like it was always intended to be viewed on those little tiny cathode ray tubes. So we were kind of spoiled. Thematically for me, though, the modification of those game consoles really sits with the modification of Berserk or Berserker to be played in YouTube form over an eight-hour course instead of on VHSs or DVDs, however it might have initially been distributed. I find it easy to appreciate every time it cuts back and forth between formats how teams that picked up the original intellectual property chose to maintain both the look of the original characters, but I think also sometimes they're voice actors. So I don't know how to explain. Sometimes the entire location of a scene is further animated. So whereas before they were talking in a simple setting now, it is a big complex setting with a huge building behind them with lights going on in different rooms. Many more things are in motion. But it loses a little bit of its authenticity in that adaptation. So seeing the old one Side-by-side is really cool, and I wonder if that is what makes it accessible to me, if I would ever watch the entire 4x3 1997 version, or if I would ever pick back up an old Game Boy Color. But now that you can get a synthesis of the old and new, it makes it entirely compelling to someone like me, just like a Greek salad. Well, friends, I should be getting on with my weekend. That salad was delicious if not a bit large and filling, which I guess is what you're looking for in a salad. So if you're looking for that, go get a Greek salad with some goat meat atop it. Thank you for tuning in. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day.